You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. You sure are listening to Team Talk, and we appreciate you hanging out as always. Sam, how's Joe O'Neill? About 15 minutes away from going out to Philly for a potential clinching game for the Phillies in the NL in the NLDS, looking to take down the Braves. Braves looking to extend that series. Got you covered here in about 15 minutes on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. But before that, go out to the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Office of Coach Danny Gonzalez. Got some time with Coach Danny Gonzalez earlier this week on the heels of his Tuesday media availability, talking about the bye week, talking about this matchup coming up with San Jose State. All right, back at it, talking with UNM football coach Danny Gonzalez. Coach, we missed you last week. Baseball playoffs going on, but I mean, just what an exciting time for sports. Playoffs starting, baseball, hockey back up. Obviously, you guys in the middle of your season. A lot of people talk about March, but this is up there for best time of the year for sports. It is. There's a lot going on between the NFL, college football, baseball playoffs, which are exciting. I mean, Dodgers are killing me right now. Uh, but it's there's a lot going on, a lot to watch, and, and it makes it for fun. Yeah, so you guys back at it now, San Jose State, 4 o'clock University Stadium. Back at it now after the bye week. Just you know, What were some of the highlights from the bye week? Uh, it was really concentrating on us. It's uh, what New Mexico's doing to themselves to, to kill ourselves during games, take care of the football on offense. We need to cause more turnovers on defense and then not give up big plays. Uh, we got to play complimentary football as a team, and that was the big focus. I mean, obviously, I thought we had some tackling issues uh, not from an aggressive standpoint, from angles and, and running with an intent. So we addressed that during the week. Hopefully you'll see a, a, a big improvement on Saturday. Is that where you thought you would be by this point? Certainly a more talented team, but were you hoping to maybe be further along, or was this about what you expected? Um, I was concerned about the secondary just because of the lack of experience. The 50-50 balls, we're, we're not making any of those plays, whereas the teams that, that are good on defense – you might give up a 20- or 30-yard play here and there, but you're going to make a, a play that instead of it being a 30-, 40-yard play, it's zero. Uh, I thought we have enough talent. I thought we'd make a few more of those plays. Uh, it'll It's still a work in progress, but they're right there to make those plays. They just got to get the ball out, and if they do, you'll see a drastic improvement on, on that side of the ball. You said after Wyoming, nobody wants to be close. You don't want to be close, but when you see what you guys did and what Wyoming turned around and did to a nationally ranked Fresno State team. I mean, does that make you, does that reinforce at all that you guys are close? I think it uh, reinforces to our kids the belief. I mean, it's a one-score game with a minute and a half to go. If we get the onside, I mean, they might not stop us. We'll go down there and win the football game. If we don't give up two big plays for uh, bad angles, I mean, we're going to have an opportunity to keep them off the scoreboard and win football games. I think our league from top to bottom is, it's a really good football league. Anybody can beat anybody on any Saturday, and I don't think that's the case every single year. But because of the transfer portal and those things, I think I mean, Wyoming's a dang good football team. Uh, they, they proved it Saturday, and I think a lot of people thought, I mean, that Texas 10-10 in the third quarter. They've come back from 17-0 to beat Texas Tech. Uh, they see our score. I mean, it's a, it's a nine-point game because they kick a field goal late. I mean, they're, all of a sudden you wonder, well, is Wyoming that good? No, they're pretty darn good. So that means we're, we're close, but it sucks to be close. It, it, it does. I mean, just where that whole situation was at. I mean, Andrew Peasley has been doing this a long time. He and Dylan Hopkins both been doing this a long time. But what does it say about maybe college football in general, maybe just the Mountain West that, you know, so often, like so much talk about football is it's got, you know, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. They're the ones that win the MVPs. They're the ones that are under the spotlight. But when it's a whole team effort like that, what does it say about this conference that, you know, you can't just key in on the quarterback like that? Oh, I think, I mean, it's, it's why our conference is dangerous week to week. Uh, you're going to have a great battle up in Colorado Springs this week with Air Force and Wyoming. 
if Whaley's uh, healthy for Wyoming, it's going to be a, a heck of a football game. I mean, he's I think he's a, a big difference maker in what they are offensively. He takes a lot of pressure off of Andrew Peasley. Um, every every Saturday, though, you're seeing games across the country. I mean, the Oklahoma-Texas game, Texas goes into Alabama and destroys Alabama. And the Texas-Oklahoma game can, comes down to a last-second, a 15-second touchdown throw from Dylan Gabriel. I think college football across the board is is getting better. I think the concern early on in the transfer portal was it was going to ruin college football. I think it's kind of having the adverse effect. I think it's making it more competitive from top to bottom. You got 133 FBS teams, and that gap between how good the top one now, your top four or five teams are still going to be. They're going to get the best high school players. They're going to get the dress transfer portal players, and they're going to continue to build. So the, the top four or five elite, but that doesn't mean they can't get beat on any day. And then the other 120 or whatever are going to be right there with each other. But are we getting to a place where it just takes one or two? Where, you know, Transfer Portal, yeah, if they have a good year here, they can go somewhere else. But it just takes one or two guys to maybe lift up a team and then somebody else sees, oh, I can go win there. And then you can start to open up those floodgates to close that gap even further. Absolutely. I mean, I think a little bit more difficult in football than basketball. Uh, One great player in basketball surrounded by some okay guys can be a championship team. Uh, you can't have one great player in football because of the O and D line. Uh, if you can get four or five, though, on each side of the ball, you can tremendously change your trajectory. I mean, we're more talented this year than we were last year, especially on offense, and you've seen what it's done. Going back to the bye week, you've talked in the past about how there's a difference between frustration penalties or maybe just a mental mistake and things that are just going to happen in a game. A couple of... Pretty monumental penalties, especially you know early on in the first half against Wyoming. Because that's something you guys spent a lot of time on during the bye week. Uh, we address those every Saturday in the game. Uh, the one that they call on Alec on a third down, I thought was a, a pretty cheap call. They got tangled up. Alec's hand was in his. He's trying to back away, and they called that. I, I and actually got reference from that one. Shouldn't have been called. Um, but the I mean those dead ball penalties when the ball's not moving. I mean, we've got to eliminate all of those. A couple of false starts, having to waste the timeout. Uh, we, we've got to eliminate those to give ourselves a chance in the second half. San Jose State comes in now. Chevin Cordero, sixth year in the conference. Hawaii, San Jose State now. And somebody who can really create headaches for your defensive ends. I mean, what is going to be the key as far as setting those edges to make sure that he can't be the dual threat that, mm-hmm. that he wants to be? We've got to, we've got to be able to compress the pocket. You can't give him wide lanes. And then we have to give him some different pictures in the secondary. Uh, if he knows where he's going with the football, he will slice you and dice you. He makes every throw. Uh, he's done it for numerous years now at both places. Uh, he's really athletic with his feet. I think he would rather sit back there and throw the football. But if you put him in a situation where he has to use his feet, he's going to make you pay. If you watch the second touchdown against Boise, key situations, zone reads, he's going to pull the ball because he has confidence in his ability. So we can't really give him wide running lanes. We have to compress the pocket, and then we have to make some plays on those 50-50 balls in coverage. Do you look at San Jose State as, maybe a mirror is not the right word, but just the idea, you know, you guys are on similar trajectories trying to move up the Mountain West. Do you look at kind of how how fundamentally how they've been doing things? I think, uh, well, Brent Brennan's a good friend of mine. Um, I think he's done a tremendous job in building that program. They were, shoot, undefeated in the COVID season and won the conference championship beat Boise in Sam Boyd Stadium. Uh, if you look at who they had to play this year, they opened up with SC, who's a top 10 team in the country. They opened, And then they play Oregon State, right. who's a top 10 team in the country. I mean, they I think they're 13 or 14 now. They played Toledo, who's one of the top group of five teams in the country. I mean, they have not had an easy schedule, so they're 1-5 record. 
uh, is not indicative of the kind of football team they are. They've had opportunities in all those games. Uh, I think Brent's done a great job. They're very talented, not the easiest place in the world to recruit to um, because there's so much else going on. I mean, you've got Stanford right there. You've got Cal right there. Uh, you've got every professional sport. I mean, San Jose State's kind of down on that totem pole, but he's done a tremendous job uh, recruiting. Their staff does a great job, and they're like everybody else in our league. They can beat anybody in our league. On They had Boise 17 down at Boise. I mean, they're a couple of mistakes away from, from winning that game. So uh, they, they're, they're looking at this, I know their kids are, as New Mexico's our chance to get right. Well, that's a great challenge and a great opportunity for us. Do you guys look at it that way too? Uh, right now we're focused on us. I mean, we're, we're beating ourselves in games. I mean, the, the two big plays and the two turnovers against Wyoming, give them credit because they, they created those. But those are things that we can eliminate ourselves. We've got to take care of, of New Mexico's problems. And if we were if we play for 60 minutes and don't worry about the outcome, we'll play as a team, we'll see what happens at the end. What's standing out in, in the second half that maybe defenses are taking away from you guys? Are, is it halftime adjustments? Is there anything that you look at that you point I to? I wish it was halftime adjustments. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're not executing to the same standard we were in the first half. We're dropping some balls that we're not dropping. We're, we're missing some cuts. Uh, the only one that made a significant adjustment that probably out of just themselves was UMass. They went from a 4-3 to a 5-down front, and we had three or four holes where we just missed that are going to be 70-yard touchdown runs. Give them credit, they made plays. Uh, we're killing ourselves in the second half of, of drives this year. I mean, Texas A&M, we played significantly better in the second half than we did the first half other than the very first drive. Uh, Tennessee Tech was, I mean, we were better than they were. New Mexico State, we came out hot, we turned the ball over, and, and it was a stalemate in the second half. We've got to eliminate drop balls, turnovers, so that we can keep doing what we're doing in the first half. 4 o'clock Saturday, San Jose State. It's going to be a little bit of a, a color rush afternoon for, for both you guys. It will. You know, we're, uh, Burt Brand, like I said, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, when we were supposed to play here in 20 during the COVID season, we're allowed to play New Mexico. I call him and said, hey, man, it's supposed to be our home game. Do you mind if we just wear our red uniforms? And he thought it would be cool. They wore their dark blues. We wore our red. Uh, it was a really cool deal. Uh, they don't get an opportunity to wear their golds very often, so they're going to wear their golds with their white helmets and white pants, and we'll be in our anthracite, red anthracite. So it'll be a, it'll be cool. 